Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name's Andrew Bascom, and welcome to the podcast where for 141 episodes, we've helped you lose money in about 30-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the NFL Week 5. Oh, God, it's already Week 5. This is a real sweet spot here. Okay, and of course, a recap and a record check at the end of the show. Like I was saying, it's the sweet spot because we start to have numbers. You know, a big thing people will say all the time about the NFL is like, oh, it's a small sample size. Well, yeah, everything's a small sample size. There's only so many games they play every year. But when you start getting to Week 5 and Week 6, we start having numbers on the season that start to make sense. DVOA, you know, a big thing that I always talk about all the time, starts to show value because it has imperial data. Five weeks of data that's shown up that you can actually make money off of and, you know, you know be intelligent about which teams are which. Which kind of gets me to where I want to be here. Maybe we were right when we thought who were the best teams. Yeah, maybe the Bills were pretty good and we got that down pretty good. We thought the Eagles were pretty good. They were moving up. Yeah, they're pretty good. But you know where we were wrong? The worst teams. Who are the worst teams? You know, the Panzeri Prince and I did a whole series of episodes of over-unders for every team. And there's like, we thought, oh God, Atlanta is going to be awful and the Jets are going to be bad and the Texans are going to be bad. But let's look at this. Who is actually the worst team in the league? The New York Jets are 2-2. Two and two. The Houston Texans are 0-3-1, but have looked, you know, scrappy, let's say. The New York Giants are 3-1. The Seahawks are 2-2. Two two. The Bears are 2-2. Two two. The Falcons are 2-2. Two two. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Who are those worst teams? Yeah, there is a top tier. There is a top tier of teams, but maybe there isn't a bottom one, and that could make it really hard to bet. There's no runaway wins every week that you're like, well, this line's going to be 11 or 12 or 13. And the only reason I bring that up is because we have the biggest line of the season this week with the Bills being favored by 14 at home over the Steelers. Okay, that's fine. That's a good team. But those bottom teams make it really tough on you right now. And on top of that, what is the worst division? What if I told you right now the best combined record for any division is the NFC East? What is happening? This is just crazy. Also, another crazy stat that I could tell you now, because now we're in week five and numbers start to make sense. There is only one team that is perfect against the spread. I'm going to give you a second. Think about it. Which team is perfect? Which team is 4-0 against the spread? What if I told you it was the Atlanta Falcons? Whoa, that's weird. God. Okay. These are the things you start to think about and you start so you start having to lose what your expectations were going into the season and starting having to readjust to what is the reality. You can no longer go like, yeah, the Jets are playing pretty well now, but they're probably going to fall off the cliff because that's what I thought was going to happen before the season. You need to lose that. And you need to start thinking, how have they been playing now? How have they looked when they were on the field this season in 2022? That is what's going to change your expectations and help you win money in the future. The only other ones, I'm going to throw some other numbers here. You know, obviously the Bills-Ravens game, something I care very much about being a Bills fan, but is the the Ravens just like an automatic fade now in the second half? Is that something we're just going to live bet no matter what going into the second half? And then the other one, on the other second, is it an auto bet on the Buffalo Bills in the second half who are currently outscoring their opponents in the second half 44-7? to Woo, that's a little rough. Last week, favorites were 7-8-1 against the spread. Home favorites were 6-6. Six and six. Division favorites were 3-1, and one, and that's something really interesting that I think I'm going to be bringing up with some of my guests here. And that only helps us with the numbers for the year. 
Right now, favorites against the spread are 25 and 35. Home favorites are 15 and 20. They're like there are some strong numbers right now to be throwing a curve into what everything we thought. Now, those might change and they might even out a little bit and maybe there's some ways we can be making money on that. But man, before we get to our bet number one, before we get to the Panzeri Prince and his safe and spicy picks of the week, you should really start thinking about your expectations before the season and how they've changed and starting to lose all those expectations you had because for the most part, they were probably wrong. Oof. Let's go on to bet number one with the Panzerati Prince. Bet number one. Coming up first, coming off a one in one week is the one, the only, the Panzerati Prince. Panzerati Prince, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. Another strong week. You know, there's some winners all over the place here. How you feeling? Um, you know what? About last mm. week, I don't feel too bad. I okay. mean, I don't think anyone really saw the Jets coming back and, and doing that to the, I don't no. know, that game was awful. awful. The Steelers offense looks like a dead fish. I, I don't know <laughs> if Kenny Pickett is going to instill some spark in there, but mm-hmm. I mean, three interceptions is not a, a an encouraging stat line <laughs> no. coming into relief. No, you you know you don't imagine that Kenny Pickett comes in and you're like, good, we have Cam Newton now. Two rushing touchdowns and three interceptions. You're like, what the hell, Kenny Pickett? Mr. Exactly. Smallhands? Exactly. Um, I do need to take this time to apologize because mm. I made a bet in the preseason that might be the worst uh, bet I've ever made. <laughs> I said that Frank Reich would win coach of the year. I think the Indianapolis Colts might be the worst team in football. And yeah. I think Frank Reich is going to be the first coach fired. They play the Broncos, the Jags, and the Titans coming up. If yep. they lose two out of those three, two out of those three, I think he's gone. I think they need to win at least two out of those three for him to keep his job. This The sky has fallen, and it's fallen fast in Indianapolis. That offensive line looks absolutely brutal. Yeah, the defense looks brutal. Mm-hmm. The team just does not look good. They look confused, poorly yeah. coached. What was I thinking? Uh, yeah, Frank Reich's time in Indianapolis. The clock is ticking. I honestly, it's it's really tough. I have a, the, one of my biggest parlays I made in the preseason. I think we did talk about this in one of our uh, preseason episodes. Is a Ravens division, Bills division, Colts division bet, and I was so shocked that I was like, "Well, it's not going to be the Colts. That division sucks." I thought it was going to be the Ravens that were going to screw me, and now I'm staring at it because they they're willing to cash out for the exact same amount of money I put in, and I'm like, uh, like sweating over the button. I'm like, "No, let it ride, let it ride." But let it ride. The Colts just do not look good. I know, and hilariously enough, I mean, they they win on Thursday night. I think they're back in the driver's seat in the AFC <laughs> South. That division sucks ass. The division sucks. That's why you can't get out of it. That's the problem. You got to sit and like just wait for the ride to go over here. Like it's gonna be brutal. But you know, speaking of losing money, you know, I'm interested to see how you're gonna be losing money this week. Why don't we get to your safe and your spicy picks of the week with your safe pick? Safe pick. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers minus mm. six and a half against the Carolina Panthers. The 49ers look like they are starting to roll, and I think. Yep. I mean, yes, it's it's a lot of things. The defense has been solid. We knew the defense was yep. solid. We knew Debo Samuel is one of the best tools in football. My goodness. Uh, But Jimmy G, he's a winner. And I think a lot of people don't take enough stock into what he can do to manage a football team because I was really low on the 49ers all preseason, assuming Trey Lance was going to play all year. Him out and Jimmy G back in, that's a completely different story. This is a playoff team, a Super Bowl contender. The Panthers are bad. 
The Panthers are really bad. Really I bad. I think the 49ers are going to stop rolling here, rattle off a few wins in a row. I'm taking the minus six and a half. You know, this is exactly like my Cardinals bet last week that we talked about. That was one of the best bets, you know, that we could make because it was so easy in the second half. Carolina is awful. And we're talking about Frank Reich being the first coach fired. He's got to race Matt Rule to that, you know, to that head office so they can get fired together. It's Matt Rule is a dead man walking. I, don't, I can't believe they still have him out there. Like, I don't even know why, why at this point. So you're getting under the touchdown there. That half point, I think, is really clutch. And I think if you can hear our voices and it's still six and a half check your bet snap app i would be running out to do that before it gets to seven yeah 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 that's the thing. And so my same thing is my bet, my safe pick of the bet, is going to be also racing out because I'm taking the Miami Dolphins minus three at the New York Jets. Miami wasn't as bad as it looked on Thursday night. It was just a terrible situation. The Dolphins were short road week. You know, the defense had been on the fl- uh, field for 90 plays against the Bills in the Sun the week before. And they were also playing with a quarterback who clearly was not whole. Uh, the line moved against Miami in the build up to its week four game. The Dolphins played mostly fine against a talented Bagels team, but Tua, you know, obviously left hurt. It's horrible. And now they're back to being undervalued. That line was minus six. This for this game was minus six last Sunday. And the Jets beat Mitchell Trubisky in a rookie quarterback, and it moves all the way three points against like a farcical, terrible Steelers offense, and that moves three points because of that? Oh, get out of here. Maybe you're worried about lack of Tua. Sure, you shouldn't be. Teddy Bridgewater is terrific because he is Teddy Covers for a reason. He is 42-21 and 21 against the spread in his lifetime, and you think that's pretty remarkable. How about this? He is a 24-6 and six against the spread on the road in his lifetime. That's an 80% cover rate. That's absurd. Like, good for the Jets. You know, playing better, grabbing a second win. But I won't be thrown off the scent that easily. It's still a bad defense, a terrible secondary, secondary, and they have no shot against Hill and Waddle, no matter who's throwing the ball. So I'm, I could be throwing the ball for all I care about. I'm taking the Dolphins minus three. Yeah, I mean, hot take. I don't think there's that big of a gap between Tua and, and Teddy, if I'm no. being completely honest with you. Yeah. Um, Teddy has proven that he can win in this league. He's proven he can go win no matter what system it is, and be successful. The team right. around him is solid. Uh, I think that game, you know, the game against Cincinnati when Tua went down, that was all horrible. That's a wash. I think it's hard yep. for anyone on that team to come back and finish that game after seeing yes. your teammate do what happened there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would throw that one out. I think this Dolphins team is still solid. They're definitely better than the Jets. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on this one. <laughs> Three points. I Waddle said that too. He's like, they they played in college together too, and he's like, he's like, I really wasn't myself that game. You're like, I don't really blame you. You you saw your friend and your teammate. You know, you know, in a lot of trouble. So I don't really blame that. I think three is going to be great. I think it's going to move all the way to four probably eventually. So just jump on three now. We're so that's why it is a safe pick of the week. But what are you doing with your spicy pick of the week? I'm going back to Sunday. I've, I've had a, a little bit of a streak here with Sunday night football, so I figure mm-hmm, I'm going to mm-hmm. stick with uh, Sunday night football. And I'm going to take the Bengals plus three against the Ravens. Um, yeah, the Ravens' pass <laughs> defense is horrible. Bad. It's so bad. It is yeah. like the most un-Ravens thing I've ever seen in all my years watching football. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. always count on them to have a solid pass defense. They right. do not. Last year, Burrow put up 41 points and 41 points against the Ravens. <laughs> yep. And the defense is now worse. Mm-hmm. I do think Burrow's going to feast. I think Lamar Jackson is going to feast too. I think this is going to be a close game, probably a shootout. Um, but I'm willing to take the reigning AFC champs in the, getting something going here because yep. I just, I'm just i a little unsettled with the way the Ravens look on, on defense. So, yeah, I'm going to take the, the bangs plus three. Who day? I, I love it. I talked about it in the opening a little bit, but aren't the Ravens just an auto fade in the second half now? That's two historic comebacks that's coming against them. Aren't – 
I don't care what the line is in the second half. You have to be going into it going like, I don't care who it is. I'm going to be betting against the Ravens in the second half. Like, there has to be something to do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, honestly, I don't know. I like the Bengals putting up points there against a terrible Ravens secondary. I love that bet. Oh, yeah, let's get to my spicy pick. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans minus two and a half against Washington. Uh, Washington sucks. Washington's <laughs> really bad. <laughs> and this is under a field goal. I love it. The Titans, once again, got out to a fast start. This time versus the Colts in week four, but showing why they're the top-ranked DVO, DVOA team. Wow, that's a, tough, that's a tough acronym. In the first half of games this season. They are the top in the first half of games. That's crazy. And so because we believe that they're going to get a lead in the half and maybe maybe look at the first half bet as well. So similar to Matt Ryan, I am gladly and happily going to fade Carson Wentz when we think he has to win the game in the second half. Oh, God. Please, absolutely, every day. The Commanders after week four scoring only 23.7% on their offensive drives, which is 31st in the NFL. That's really bad. And the rate lowered even further after an abysmal performance that saw the offense give up only 3.52 yards per pass and score only twice in 13 possessions. Like, in contrast, the Titans are doing really well. The Henry's looking like, you know, Derrick Henry again. And Tennessee will be a public side throughout this week. So if you can hear my voice and it's still under three, I'd be jumping at it at two and a half while it's still under three there. Yeah, uh, I think Bud Dupree's going to tee off in this game. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely tee off. Uh, Derrick Henry, Henry looks like Derrick Henry again. He's yep. running with steam. It looked Last week, it looked like every single carry at the middle, he got at least seven. He... There was a lot of cause for concern in Derrick Henry in the first couple of weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. There, there isn't any concern. Uh, they're finally getting Robert Woods involved, which is nice because yep. they decided that they were going to finally start to do that. Oh, we <laughs> lost A.J. Brown. Uh, let's replace him with Robert Woods and let's not throw the ball to him. But now they're starting to throw the ball to Robert Woods. Um, it looked – I'm not sure what Traylon Burks – what happened there, but it looked it's like that. Is he gone? Turf toe. Turf toe for okay. two, three weeks. Ah, that one, that one can linger, but, uh, regardless, yeah, I think, yeah. Hail to the commanders. No, thank you. <laughs> it's, I, I like what you're doing here. I love when you start seeing articles coming out, like they should bench Wentz and start Heineke. And you're like that bad, eh? Cause we saw what Heineke did and it's not good. So, uh, that rough, huh? Okay. I guess. Ugh. Good time to take against Washington right now. So we're still getting Tennessee at minus two and a half. So we're going to be doing that. Pants Ready Prince, that's your safe and spicy picks of the week. And that's going to be your last safe and spicy picks of the week for a couple of weeks because you're going on your honeymoon. I am. Uh, I'll be sure to text you my picks, so you, at least you have them. But this is going to be the last you hear my voice for a few weeks. What? What? A, what? A, what a loyal and faithful degenerate you are to be texting your picks from your honeymoon. You're the best. We hope you have fun losing money wherever you are in the world, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, you take it easy. Number two. Coming up next with his lock of the week is Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk, how you doing? Andrew, I'm doing fine. Thanks very much. Um, Geez, coming off another reasonably good week. I, I I'm feeling pretty confident here. I know. A couple winning weeks in a row really changes your mood a little bit. Well, I, I yeah, I think I'm a streaky, um, <laughs> I don't know what, but I, I'm very happy with the way it's going. But again, I've picked a not a very sexy pick. Okay. No one's talking about Tennessee at Washington. <laughs> oh, yes. I, Two yes. boring, crappy teams. Yep. But I feel this is the lock of the week. And it is Tennessee minus two and a half against Washington. Well, listeners will will be encouraged because I just took this as my spicy pick of the week with Pants oh Prince. So tell me. Oh. So oh. nobody's talking about it. Oh. I'm talking about it. Tell me why you're talking about it. That's good enough. Well, I I just feel Washington is um, it just they're not overrated. They're just not a very good football team. No, they're um, not. Tennessee's won its last two games. Mm-hmm. Washington's lost its last three games. 
Yep. Do we have to say very much more? Wentz <laughs> as a quarterback, not very good. Rivera's no. on the hot seat. That's yeah. not good. They're just yeah. not a very good football team. And Tennessee has Derrick Henry. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I uh, I don't really understand this because it kind of feels a little bit like Carolina and Arizona last week where it's like this might be one of the last times that you can be getting this for under a field goal against Washington. I, I, don't, I don't really understand this not being three. I jumped on it as well, and you're jumping yeah. on it for your lock of the week, right? You're right on. I, I, I think so. I do. Wentz is not a good quarterback. He's quarterbacking a crummy team anyways. And um, they just aren't going anywhere. It is one of the bottom three teams in the league. And Tennessee has generally been a good team, not a great team. Yeah. But yeah. two and a half points isn't very much. And, I, and again, I think that uh, that Henry's just going to pound them and pound them. And yeah. Yeah. this game's this game, um, they'll just grind it out and they will win. I know. I, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. So there you go. So there's your lock of the week. Tennessee minus two and a half. Here's where I'm going with my lock of the week. I'm going to be taking the Atlanta Falcons plus nine and a half at Tampa Bay. Now, okay, I opened with saying, who are the worst teams in the league? Who are the worst teams in the league? Because guess what? Atlanta's not one of them. They're better than you think. And this is a surprisingly even matchup by the numbers. Arthur Smith has done wonders with the offense. Atlanta runs the ball well and has a run game that is opened up by the the pass action. And that's a winning underdog formula if Atlanta can chew up the clock on long drives and keep Tom Brady on the sidelines. On the downside, Atlanta's defense is not good, but specifically bad at two things, but that aren't as damaging against Tampa Bay. The Falcons get no pressure on the QB. Okay, that's fine. But Brady gets the ball out real fast anyway. It doesn't really matter. And Atlanta's run defense stinks. But Tampa Bay is so bad at running the ball, it doesn't even try. It didn't even try last game. The one relative strength the Falcons defense has is the corners, who may be able to hang well against a banged up receiving core. Atlanta also has a massive special teams advantage as well. So maybe Sunday night, you know, finally the sign that the Bucks offense is back and this is the right get right spot. Maybe, maybe. And maybe Tom Brady steamrolls the Falcons once again, like he always does. He's 10-0 against Atlanta, including a Super Bowl comeback and 4-0 with the Bucs by a whopping plus 57 points. Maybe Atlanta's offense is fraudulent, and this is the great Bucks defense, and blah, 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 blah. Or maybe the Falcons are sneakily solid, and the Bucs are banged up and not want they, what we think they are. You know, the, I will say the division underdogs over six points, over a six-point spread, are 81-55 and 55 against the spread, is 60% in the first five weeks. That number paint is as thin as even the matchup. I'm giving Atlanta a shot because you think, oh yeah, well, Andrew likes the nine and a half. God, do I wish it was 10. I definitely wish it was 10. Do you want to sprinkle some on the money line? Nah, the 325 is not as, you know, not so juicy. I don't think Atlanta's going to win. But I will say is Atlanta is still plus 1,200 to win the division. I And I'm being completely serious here. I know this is insane. The Falcons are tied for the lead already. And if they win this game, it puts them a game up with their only competition with the tiebreaker. And right now, the football outsiders give 17.9% for Atlanta to win the division. That's an implied plus 459, and the books are giving you plus 1,200. I don't know. That might be a little bit of uh, some pizza money on that one. Well, you can keep your pizza money. I'll tell you. <laughs> you don't like as that far, one. Eh? As far as I'm concerned, Atlanta, what uh, Mariota last week, did he complete seven passes? Se- seven, yeah, seven passes. In, in the whole game? In the whole game, yeah. Yep. And you think this is a lock of the week against? I, th- I thought Tampa Bay had a pretty good defense, but I got completed Supposedly. seven passes. This is a bit of a joke, Andrew. I'm not sure really you're ruining your record by doing this, but you know what? Maybe you're reading the the, the papers now and thinking that Tom Brady's going to cry every huddle and wham, wham, where we're yeah, yeah, because he's getting divorced. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. So. That's why they're getting. Anyways, I'm not going to get into why, but yeah, um, okay. I think Brady's cleared the air, and I, he's got a lot of guys coming back. And uh, I 
I, we'll talk next week. Okay? okay, we'll see. We'll see where we're at next okay. week. Okay, uh, Charlie, good. is there any other games that you like this week? Well, Andrew, I, I, I certainly wasn't taking Tampa over Atlanta, but now with all that information, <laughs> I might. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to jump back on Dallas Cowboys again. I oh, mean, wow. four and a half, five points. Um, I think their defense is really, really good. And Stafford's just not playing well, whether it's his arm or the team or yeah. whatever's going on there. I know Rams got a, a bunch of injuries. So, but I think that they can certainly cover and, and my name's Charlie Chuck, not for yeah, every reason, say. but come on, those dogs are good. And then I'll jump right back onto it. Sorry to bore everyone, but Philadelphia <laughs> against Arizona, I oh, will boy. give up five and a half points in a heartbeat. Yeah. And, um, and I think they're just, uh, they are, one, two best teams in the league and Arizona. No, they don't. They're not a good team. Well, there you go. So there's my perfect record. And I'm going to yeah. try to keep uh, myself in the winning mood. I know a couple winning weeks in a row from Charlie Chalk. there, living up to his name, taking Dallas and Philadelphia, uh, the two NFC East teams. So that makes a lot of sense. There we go. And Tennessee being two As and a half the lock. As the lock, as he says. Yes. Charlie, thank you so much for coming on. We hope you have fun losing money, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, good luck to everyone. Thank you. Time to read some ads. Now word from our sponsor and an app I use all the time, specifically on this podcast, Bedstamp. Here at Losing Money, we're always talking about the importance of line shopping. you got to make sure that you're finding the best number possible. Why are we betting the number at minus three when you can be getting at minus one? Well, that's exactly what Bedstamp can help you with. They have all the numbers from all the sports books, all on one simple app, and to the point that you can just click on that number you like. Okay, FanDuel's got this number. You click on it, take it right to FanDuel, and you can be betting right there. Also, do you have a bet that you want to move off of, or you're trying to acquire a pick on a number you missed out on? You can buy and sell picks on the app with full transparency. Plus, they don't take a cut. It's completely free and safe. Also, we post all of our picks at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, every day. But if you want to track how we're doing, and heads up, we're losing babies, or other bettors that you, you know, public bettors you like seeing, you could track their record right through the app as well. So much and more. Download the BetStamp app today and use the promo code ANDREWB. Bet number three. And to finish it up is the one, the only, the, the tease of the week himself, the gambler. Gambler, how you doing? Doing great. Excited. Uh, yeah. You know. Feeling uh, riding high, I should say, and uh, excited to to dish out a, a number, a number of selection, unhealthy number of selection, uh, unhealthy selection. If it's your first week, the gambler does his tease of the week, which is of course teasing or moving the number, usually the spread or the total. Uh, and he is. We usually don't talk about records around here because it's not the point. We're talking about losing money, everybody. But the gambler so far going into this week is five and one in the season so it's been pretty good so far so i'm very curious where are we going with your tease of the week so we're gonna we're gonna start off with the two games six point tees uh it's mm. it's gonna be a little bit vanilla but i like to establish a nice strong base as as we build this obscene pyramid of of, of picks so okay. game one uh the raiders on the road getting seven as they tra- uh, travel to the chiefs this one's pretty straightforward the Chiefs own mm. the Raiders, straight up. Yeah. Uh, last season, they swept the Raiders with a combined score of 89 to 23. That's uh, not good. The Chiefs have won the last 13 out of 15 matchups. And this is the yeah. one to me that stands out. Mahomes is 6-0 and straight up against the Raiders. So 
I'm going to let the metrics or I'm going to let the stats do the talking. We're going to tease this down. Give me KC minus one. KC minus one. Love it. KC to win. Let's do it. KC to win. Game number two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rivalry game. Texans mm-hmm. on the road visiting the Jags, the surprisingly good Jags this yeah. year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm looking at the line over under right mm. now, time of taping 44. And okay. the reason I'm looking at the line is for two stats. Number one, Trevor Lawrence unders at home eight and two. That's, oh, wow. That's a pretty significant margin. So I just think it's one of those games where they're going to play, play each other tough. Uh, I think the Jags D will smother the Texans. I don't think the Texans offense will do much. We're going to tease it up. Give me under 50 points. Under 50 points. Okay, I love that. So that's your first two-game teaser, but as is tradition, you always seem to be adding to this, uh, which I can't really blame you. You know, you've been winning recently, so are you going to be adding to this two-game teaser? Like like a teetering Jenga tower, we are going to stack <laughs> the pieces. So that gets us to okay. minus 120. Uh, minus 120. The next game to make it a three-game tease is mm-hmm. the Cowboys getting five and a half as they travel to what I perceive to be a broken Rams team. Right. You've got the Rams coming off of the who knows which loss in a row to the Niners. I mean, McVay is just Shanahan's bitch at at this point. Oh, he really is. And what stood out to me is Cooper Rush is one of like, I think four quarterbacks that is four and O against the spread in his first four career games. Uh, but I just think the, the the Cowboys are kind of, you know, I think a Cinderella team this year because Dak went out, everybody thought, okay, season's over, and then Rush steps in and all of a sudden is is arguably playing better than Dak had been playing. I mean, the offense is yeah. working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, to me, this game is more about the Rams. The Rams are broken. Stafford isn't mm-hmm. right at all. The Rams' defense no. is nowhere near what it was um, last season. I mean, give mm-hmm. me the points. Give me, give me rush and the double digit points. Dallas plus 11 and a half. Yeah. I, I can't really say I blame you. You know, I know there's going to be a lot of Dallas money out there this weekend. There's just no way around it. There's always Dallas money in the first place, but now people like the way Dallas is playing, especially that defense is incredible. And the Rams seem so broken. Like you're saying, Stafford can't stop throwing, uh, you know, look away passes and stuff like that. And they can't run the ball to save their life. Oh my God. But what the hell was that Jerry Jones thing where he's like, yeah, I hope there's a quarterback competition. And you're like, you do like that's not good. Like no. I, I love the idea. Like ugh, whatever he says, a lot of things. That's okay. He's also an owner and the general manager, and he has his own radio show on the program. So whatever. Um. Okay. So you're gonna be adding Dallas plus eleven and a half there as well. So what number does that get us to? Plus one sixty when we add plus the third game. Wow, and that's pretty good. Okay. Now we get to the pinnacle. <laughs> you're gonna add to it again. We are taking it to the next level. Oh my goodness. Game number four. Ah, uh, wow. Bears Vikings. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it wouldn't uh-huh. be an appropriate selection if I wasn't going with another disgusting rat dog. Yeah. None yeah, other yeah, than absolutely. the Bears. Just a, a yeah. hideous team. Bad football uh, to watch. Yeah. Nothing to cheer for. But. Yeah. I look at the matchup. Mm -hmm. What do the Bears, what is the only thing the Bears do well? They run the ball. Yeah. Yeah. What can't the Vikings stop? 
They can't, can't stop, stop the run. run. They cannot yep. stop the run. Everybody is running the ball all over the Vikings. I think Minnesota is one of the more fraudulent teams. I mean, their their record isn't stellar, but I don't think they're as good as their record shows them to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. I think that this is another, it's a divisional matchup. If we look at the season, divisional games are tight. They're close games, whether the, whether it's for the favorite of the underdog, they're close games. Yeah, You're giving me bears by double digits. You're giving me bears plus 13. I just think, again, the bears do what the the bears do well, what the Vikings are inept for. So I think both teams will score points. I, I think it'll be a close game. Give me the bears plus 13 on the road. Love it. I love this. I, uh, that's a bet I have actually off the podcast raised with Chicago plus seven. I love Chicago. They play like they're in 1932. It's amazing. Like they've never even heard of the forward pass. Like, oh, a forward pass. It's like an alley-oop in the 30s or something like that. It's incredible. And they're just playing a triple option, kind of like uh, what the Giants are going to be doing. So I love that. I, I also think Minnesota is kind of absolutely full of shit. So to be getting double digits just under a touchdown, I love it. That sounds good to me. Okay, so there we go. And that fourth game, ugh, fourth game, what does that number get you to? Four leg, six points, plus 260. 60. There we go. Now we're talking about some real numbers there. Okay, so that's a four leg. I'm only doing a three game. It's a four point teaser, plus 175. I'm going to be starting with the Seattle Seahawks, plus six, getting four, going to plus 10. That's a nice key number. We like sevens. We like tens around here. We like threes. Um, this just underdog trends all over the place for Seattle. Also, New Orleans isn't that good. That's just also another thing. Underdogs in games of totals under 42, which is this what, what this game is. It's 39. Since 2018, are 95 and 60 against the spread, which is 61%. Geno Smith is an underdog. is 15 and 9 against the spread. Pete Carroll is an underdog. is 43 and 27 against the spread. And then on the other side, we have Dennis Allen. Pfft, terrible head coach. As a favorite, is 2 and 6 against the spread at 25%. And James Winston, as a favorite, if he starts, is 8 and 18 against the spread. Those are good numbers for Seattle. Those are bad numbers for New Orleans. I love that. We're going all the way up to 10 points. Perfect. There we go. That's leg one. Leg two, Cleveland Browns plus three going to plus seven against the Chargers. Now, I will say, granted, this is the this is the game that will screw me. Uh, but this is the same argument that you're going to be making uh, with Chicago. The Browns run the ball well. The Chargers suck at stopping the running the ball. There we go. Simple as that. They're surrounding the fifth highest rushing EPA and recently lost Pro Bowl defensive end Joey Bosa for the season. That can only help. Plus, Cleveland's got to be... Cleveland's record is like it's kind of the opposite of Minnesota where they've been... It's like that Jets game is an absolute, you know, one-in-a-lifetime kind of thing, and they're playing a little bit better. Miles Garrett not playing might hurt my case, but I'm getting all the way to plus seven, like I said earlier. That's a key number. That's a, that's a touchdown. I like going to plus seven. And then my last game, this doesn't help my numbers here. I actually hate this number, but Baltimore Ravens, I'm going to be taking at minus three. We're going to go all the way to plus one against Cincinnati. Plus one, ugh, I don't like that number. It's disgusting, but whatever. Same thing. Bengals are bad at stopping the run. The Ravens are really good at it. So the Ravens have combined to trail for 14 seconds. Exactly 14 seconds in their last two losses. Isn't that incredible? 14 seconds. That's how much That's how much they've combined to lose, to trail for in their last two games. I think the Ravens at home are going to correct this, especially after losing to Cincinnati twice last season and getting their ass kicked. I think there's too much pride there. There's too much talent. So Baltimore Ravens plus one for me. Those are my three games. What do you think? I love it. I, I, love, I love the Seattle pick. Hey, Geno Smith. Yep. Player of the week. Player of the Player week, Geno Smith. Well, Gambler, I love that you're pushing your limits here. I love that you're adding a fourth game. I cannot wait to talk to you about your record and how you do this weekend. And I hope you have fun losing money. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week when I'm five and five. (laughs) 
Okay, let's recap all the picks that we made today. I took the Miami Dolphins minus three against the Jets. The Titans minus two and a half at the Washington Commanders. Ugh, terrible name. The Atlanta Falcons plus nine and a half at Tampa Bay. Trying to find that 10. God, bet stamp app, show me a 10. Then I took a three game, four point teaser, plus 175 for my tease of the week. I took the Seahawks plus 10, the Browns plus seven, and the Ravens plus one for my three game, four point teaser. The Pants Roddy Prince, he took the Niners minus six and a half and the Bengals plus three. Charlie Chalk took Tennessee minus two and a half as his lock of the week. And he also has Dallas plus five and a half and Philadelphia minus five. The Gambler, he's really feeling himself. He's really sowing his oats. It's his rumspringer this week because he's taking a two game six point teaser for minus 120, KC minus one, and the Jacksonville game under 50. He's adding one more for Dallas plus 11 and a half to get to plus 160. And he's adding a fourth game. Oh boy. Chicago plus 13 at a plus 260. Those are the picks this week. Got it? Good. Record check. Here's the record check right now. I won on the Cardinals plus one and a half. I pushed on the Vikings minus three, you know, whatever, from England. I was, I should have won that game, but whatever. That's a push. You don't lose anything. That's fine. The, I won with the Patriots plus 10, and I won with the Titans plus three and a half. I lost my tease of the week, unfortunately, but the gambler kept winning. Like he said, like he just said on his segment, he's he won with both teases. He won with the two point. He won with the two game. He added a third game. He won that one too. Jeez, gambler is red hot right now. Charlie Chalk went two and one. He had the Raiders minus two and a half. He lost with Detroit, but he won with Dallas. And the Panzerite Prince went an even one and one. So no losers this week. Wow, that's different. That's a weird feeling. All right, feels kind of good. We should try that again. Now over to at Losing Money WAB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram. Every day we went two and one. Man, Mondays and Thursday night football games have been winners for us because we won on Monday night football. We had the 49ers, and they kicked the crap out of the, uh, the Rams. And we also had Thursday night football with the easiest under of all time. Oh, my God. No touchdowns really helps those games. The over-under was 42.5. We had the under. Fantastic. That was the easiest one ever. We, had, we lost in one of the baseball games. Trust me, check our check our Twitter, our Instagram for the baseball picks. We didn't have time to talk about them today, but we're going to be making lots of them. Plus, we're making golf bets on there as well. Came really close last week. We're going to see how this week goes as well. But just try and stop me because I am so excited to lose money on the NFL Week 5. Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. Also, download the BetStamp app and tell them Losing Money with Andrew Bascom sent you so you can help support the podcast by using the promo code Andrew B. We'll be back next week. On Friday to do the NFL Week 6, a little UFC 280, and some hockey and some basketball talk. Oh, these episodes are starting to get packed. Oh, God. Okay, let's lose money this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Have fun losing money, and we'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by. Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!